0: Hi everyone, this is David G, Content Director and Editor-in-Chief at Boating Industry. Wow, right? A lot has changed in our larger world in the past week or two. Heck, even the past few days, hours, and maybe even minutes. Perhaps something significant will have taken place between the time we record this and when you actually listen to it. Of course, we are cognizant of the fact you have lots of places and sources where you can get the latest on COVID-19. It's not what you come to us for. And while there are going to be some stories we view through the coronavirus lens, and we're actually working on original enterprise reporting both digitally and for the magazine about how this is impacting the boating industry, we're not gonna make that the focus of every story. Because companies are still building and shipping boats, Dealers are still selling boats, and customers are still buying and using boats. In fact, the other day in a conference call with all the content directors and editors of our company's 13 or so different consumer and B2B pubs, we remarked at how boating and riding motorcycles and snowmobiles and off-roading and other things that we cover and do and write about can at least be part of a cure that ails us. No, it's not a coronavirus vaccine, but recreating can restore us, recharge us, physically and mentally. Think of the derivation of the word recreation. Said another way, it's recreate, recreate, or to create again. I think of why I like to be on the water, whether it's water skiing, wakeboarding, wake surfing, cruising, or just parked and soaking up the sunshine on some bay. It frees me from thinking about work deadlines and things at home and how much money is in my checking or retirement accounts. Uh, by the way, uh, don't check your 401k anytime soon. And on and on. You, you, you know, same as me. So we need boating more than ever. In fact, our guest in this podcast, Bill Jurgen, president and CEO of Correct Craft, authored a blog post that we put on the boating industry website called Boating to the Rescue. He talks about some of the very things I just mentioned. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to. By the way, about 20,000 people have read it so far, so obviously Bill's message struck a responsive chord. He is a tireless industry advocate and we're lucky to have him in this business. So after this somewhat wordy, but nonetheless, we think important preface. We're also happy to have Bill as a guest on this podcast, talking not about the coronavirus, but rather about something way more fun—towboat. We caught up to him at the Nautique booth at the Miami International Boat Show. Bill, the towboat space has been on a good run of a little over a decade of year-over-year growth. Tell us about that.
1: We're doing great. You know, we have—we uh, continue to grow. Uh, we just introduced our new electric boat here, as you know. Um, wake surfing has taken over the industry. You know, 10 years ago, very few people were wake surfing. And today, everybody is. I mean, a high percentage of our boats are sold or sold for wake surfing purposes. You know, people still wakeboard and wake skate, but they like to wake surf. And uh, it's exciting. You know, we're continuing to grow. Our Nautique is our flagship brand, and it's doing well. Just introduced the electric boat. We have Centurion and Supreme, two boat brands we build out in California. And Centurion in particular has really been growing and doing well. So we're excited and optimistic about the future.
0: You know, wake surfing has really taken over in popularity from all other water sports, obviously. I don't need to tell you that. Why is it so popular? Yeah, you know, a lot of, it's it's just plain fun.
1: You know, people, uh, you know, everybody sort of, they see the pictures of people surfing in Hawaii or something. Everybody sort of thinks, wow, I'd like to be a surfer, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's
1: fun. And you can do that behind yeah. a boat. And the nice yeah. thing about it is you don't have to catch a wave, ride it in, and go back out. You know, once you learn to wake surf, and it's really easy to learn. You know, I've taught many, many people behind my boat, and everybody gets it. You can go on forever. I mean, until the boat runs out of gas. I mean, you know, nobody stays up that long because eventually you get tired out there. But it's fun. It's low impact, so you're only going about 10 miles an hour, and you got a big, cushy wave back there. So when you fall, you just fall into the wave. And uh, so I know a lot of people. You know, if you have been wakeboarders for a long time, that are, you know, getting into their 40s and 50s, you know, my age, are thinking, wow, you know, wakeboarding, wake surfing, that's that's fun and that's exciting and so we're um, yeah, we're uh, enjoying the we're enjoying the transition we all all of our team wake surf so you know,
0: the all-new super air nautique g23 paragon Wake Surf boat which happens to be right next to us as we conduct this interview is loaded with lots of really cool features telescoping tower 12 inch touchscreen at the helm lots of audio and entertainment power 600 horsepower but all that power and performance does come at a cost, or more specifically, the starting price tag of $265,000 MSRP. This 4 water sports boat, you can only use four or five months a year in many parts of the country. Tell us about this constant cost ascension. Is it, is it good for the industry? Where are we going?
1: You know, it's so interesting because uh, we wanted to build, you know, the best wake boat possible, and we knew it was gonna be expensive and we we're concerned about that. We have more orders for this boat than we can build. I mean, a lot more orders than we can build. We're building new tooling, we're, we're changing our production lines. And, um, you know, people want the amenities and they want the great performance. And, um, you know, we can't provide that. You know, everybody would like us to, but, you know, we can't provide that. There's a cost to that, you know, there's development costs. You can look at the boat and see that, you know, there's obviously product costs. But, uh, you know, people are willing to pay for a great product, and uh, we're very fortunate, David, because as of right now, we've got more orders than we can build, and we're very excited about the
0: progress. In 2018, you brought watershed innovation into the mix to focus on identifying, researching, developing, and integrating exponential technologies to benefit correct craft and, in fact, the entire marine industry. At the Miami Boat Show, you introduced an energy-dense battery that fits where a combustion engine is normally installed. The Ingenity Electric Battery Pack uses the latest in safety and cooling technology. In 124 kilowatts an hour, the system runs about two to three hours in a typical water sport environment. Tell us more about Watershed Innovation's work and where the idea for this came from.
1: Well, you know, we started Watershed uh, Innovation you know, two years ago because we believe that the world's going to be dramatically different in 10 years. Uh, two years ago, I went to a course out in Silicon Valley called Singularity University. And at that course, um, they talked about how the world's changed in the next 10 years. They brought in the top experts in the world on artificial intelligence and quantum computing and nanotechnology and electrification and on and on and on. We went through all these different topics and I left thinking, and hey, the world's going to be dramatically different, dramatically different in 10 years. Because what's happening is computers are getting so much more powerful and that's going to drive technology it's going to drive significant technology so um i thought you know companies that aren't ahead of this are going to go out of business they're just going to go out of business and so we've committed millions of dollars to watershed innovation it's a new entity that is looking 100 percent at disruptive innovation and so we're look we want our existing companies to keep looking at and working with sustaining innovation and to be looking at um, you know, how they make their products better, and we don't want to we don't want to disrupt them, so to speak, with also having them look at the fringe idea. What are now fringe ideas, but will someday be uh, um, you know com- commonplace. So we're um, we formed this company. We've invested m- millions of dollars into it. But it's exciting, you know. This boats a product. We've got we formed a new company called Osmosis that does telematics. That's um, resulted out of this. That is the best telematics in the industry you know, we're looking at 3D printing, uh, virtual reality, augmented re- reality, robotics. We bought a milling company specifically to use them as a platform for robotics. So um, the the industry is gonna be dramatically different. And I believe that we're gonna, that there, there's gonna be companies in our industry that are gonna go out of business um, because of the changes they're not they're not keeping up. They're so, and you see people say, oh no, that'll never happen. But look at all the companies that have gone out of business the last five or 10 years, big name companies that we never could have thought of, you know, they'll go out of business, but have, and I think it's going to happen to our industry, it, for, to the people that aren't keeping up. So we want to be ahead of it. I want to be a leader. You
0: no, know, Bill Jurgen is a leader. That's for sure. And he referenced big changes coming in what, 10 years? Well, obviously, and unfortunately, we didn't have to wait nearly that long for a total disruption, but not the one Bill was necessarily referring to in that interview. Our thanks to Bill Jurgen for his time at the Miami Boat Show. We always enjoy our conversations, whether via email, the phone, or in person. Uh, For this interview, we just sat down on a step in the Nautique booth leading up to one of his boats that he had on display and chatted amongst ourselves that entire time, though. You had people coming up to say hi from other boat building executives, from dealers, and even a few high-ranking officials from Washington, D.C. And our thanks to you, as always, for engaging with the boating industry brand, especially in some new and different ways. Be sure and watch this space not only for more podcasts, but also the latest on how the coronavirus is impacting the boating industry, as well as the typical reporting we do on market trends, sales numbers, surveys, and other insights. Until next time, this is David G of Boating Industry, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the water.